4: You're listening to Comedy Central. Now hiring. A Mississippi teacher was fired for reading what was deemed an inappropriate book to children titled, I Need a New Butt. (laughs) Word. As y'all know, March... March is Read Across America, Dr. Seuss Day, Dr. Seuss Week, or whatever it is, and... Uh,
1: That's why you sent so, this to me.
4: It's <laughs> wonderful gentleman. Wow. Pulled out a book for a couple of six and seven-year-olds up there in Hines County, Mississippi, and uh, <laughs> the assistant principal of Gary Road Elementary, a gentleman by the name of Toby Price, sat down and read this book titled, I Need a New Butt. <laughs> He's been teaching for 20 years. The book is about a boy who sets out to find a new bottom after seeing a crack in his buttocks, which made him think his butt was broken. They deemed the book inappropriate because it points to references about flatulence and saying that butts come in various colors, shapes, and sizes.
1: Flatulence But
4: butts do
3: come in various shapes and, and, and sizes.
1: And flatulence is normal.
3: Sir Mix-A-Lot wrote a whole song about that, right? It would have been way worse if you'd read Sir Mix-A-Lot. Yes! What book is better for a six- or seven-year-old than an inappropriate children's book? It's the only ones they listen to. Like, that's the only thing that they hear.
4: Like, I don't... I mean, it's a book about I, knowing what your butt looked like. Could be worse. He could have read Juvenile. <laughs> mm. Hello, kids. First page. Cash Money. Taking over for the 9, nine <laughs> And <the two>,
5: get <laughs> <laughs>
4: My name is Roy. This is my job fat. Women's Week, we still celebrating these women, third. Uh-huh. Uh uh-huh. The women's. The W I M M M E N Jacqueline. Yes. It's always, well, you know what? I can also dedicate this to Booker Hayatin and Down South Georgia Girl. Mm-hmm. Tiara mm, Here. They're, mm-hmm. Yeah. And CR, real. Yeah, they're yeah. all right there with microphones off, listening. Um you know, I'm gonna dedicate this one to them. Okay. I dedicated the last couple women's songs to you. <laughs> this one this one's for down south Georgia girl. And and yeah. Let's let's go on. Let's let's kick the theme because the, we got a theme this week and i I'm always excited when we have a theme and mm-hmm. I wanna get to that. But first we got we gotta unpack the song. Here we go. Yeah. Gentle. What's that smell, what's that smell Yeah, for ladies Smell, amazing. the smell of a woman, she's overcoming, capable of anything, taking her dreams and running. Smell, the smell of enhancing social circles, smell of success, even though she's climbing hurdles. Pay gap, passive aggression, sexual harassment, maternity leave, then men sit back and ask you, Why we smile, Man, that's crazy. So this week we celebrate you, we erasing the erasure. Come on, baby, what's your cash up? What's your Venmo? What's the best way to contribute to your cash flow? of money or the direct deposit? I'll send you something. Just one small question while I got you. <laughs> baby, can I sniff no seat cushion for twenty dollars. <laughs> can I slip you? Seat cushion <laughs> for twenty dollars <laughs> she's She's Made, she's a W-I-M-M-N-M. She's a W I M M M She's a W I M M M Women's Week.
6: No, no, no
1: you $20. think
4: $20 yes. is the
1: range for anything?
3: I <laughs> feel <laughs> like that's an absolutely negotiable amount
4: of money. $20?
1: $20, can't you get your nails done?
4: It's just a whiff of a seat cushion. Again, this is not that intrusive of a <laughs> transaction. Is there a little perversion to it? Absolutely. There's for sure some perversion.
1: You can't even get a polished change for $20. What are you talking
4: about? Social justice is the thing. Oh my gosh. We're talking to women who are doing their part to try and make this world a better place. Uh, we got a former judge racked up. We have a woman that is talking about how to raise change-making cheering. Mm. I mm, Change. I believe the cheering in the future. And uh... uh. In a second, here on the other side of Cody's most outstanding, we're going to have to talk about um, this idea of restorative justice Mm. and this idea Mm -hmm. of making sure that returning citizens, excuse me, I'm like you with that third, with the weed and marijuana thing. Mm. With the weed and marijuana thing, I'm like that with convicted felons. I'm like, no, returning citizens citizens. is Mm -hmm. the word. That's what I like to use. Uh, so it's, it's going to be good, but first, Jacqueline, I need to know, how you been? I never check in on you. I, I feel like I don't ask you how you're doing often enough. Everything, every conversation with you is so transactional.
1: I'm good. going there. I'm good.
4: I can't complain. I had a flat
1: tire at 2 a.m.
4: Oh, oh, In Mississippi. Oh, okay. In
1: Mississippi, 2 a.m. I rolled up to the gas station triple a sends a third party this guy but you know me i hopped out the car i'm still all excited and i'm like good morning he's like you're pretty chipper for first thing in the morning i was like yeah and then he said young lady those weren't the words that he used he said baby mm. you need to learn how to conceal your mm. weapon better i said with your
4: gun out wait yeah, where's the gun
1: that's right down my hip
4: oh just you get out the car hey how you doing yeah and Okay, so and instead says, of my shirt
1: being the- over it, I pull it up and kind of tuck it in so you can see what's okay, on my right so here. You,
4: so you're brandishing, Yo! so you're, you're open carrying yeah. at three in the morning uh-huh. with a good old boy tow truck driver. Yes. And he sees the gun and says what?
1: He says, I need to learn how to conceal my weapon better. And my response was, it's not being concealed on purpose. And we rode for 20 plus miles in silence. Because he had to tow my car.
4: (laughs) As we celebrate women.
1: um... (laughs) But wait, this is important, Roy. Women, please know your vehicle. If you don't know how to change a tire, learn. Mm. If you don't understand your car, learn. I ride on Yokohamas. I didn't have a problem with my tire. I ran over something that's what happened so ladies know your car know how to handle it and also know how to handle yourself if you are in a state where you cannot carry learn hand-to-hand combat because there are men out there that will try you
4: i have a quick thank you yes uh speaking of women's ramsey high school girls softball team um i was in birmingham Still am right now, but I came down here. Um, I had an opportunity and I gotta give a shout out to the good people over at Meta, formerly Facebook. Meta mm-hmm. and Win Reality VR, man. Um mm-hmm. we got a Oh, that shit is fired. So I got a bunch of headsets that were yes. gifted from the people at Meta and I took them. And I and went over to the Win VR, uh, Win Reality people, and they gave us a discount on a software subscription to give virtual batting practice to the boys, the baseball team, and the girls softball team yes. at Ramsey High School. We left two headsets for the boys team, two headsets for the girls softball, and one uh, VR headset uh, for the enrichment library, so that any yes. student in that school has access to. In this technology that metaverse web 3.0 nft all that shit i don't understand they have access to it and uh it was it was really dope man and the software is fire third like it really feels like you are you, you, facing you, you, a major you, league pitcher and like okay, as okay. A black kid okay who grew up playing baseball i know that part of the barrier for being competitive mm-hmm. in a sco- in a city school system is that there aren't enough players throwing at the velocity that you will see in college so it's hard to get better if you don't play against better mm-hmm. these headsets help you, know, you level the playing field bro and i'm just so thankful for
3: first of all to man the city ramsey y'all High dudes school. y'all y'all always doing some dope shit man that's some that's that's, that's super you? dope man and i and i want to commend you? you with your baseball stuff because i remember uh you were wearing the ramsey jersey and i remember asking you where you at while you was rocking the jersey. Yes. So I'm gonna be all positive for the moment and say that that's a wonderful thing. And I'm also gonna be positive, since we talking softball, let's shout out my wonderful, strong little daughter who just made her JV softball team up here in New Jersey. You know what I'm saying? And, and and now that we're done with the positive, I'm just gonna come real parent at y'all and be like, do you know how expensive that shit is? And y'all tell me y'all got free ones? Nigga y'all know how much that shit costs? But wait a minute. <laughs> I know Wait how much it minute. costs. I know he how much wants. it costs. Real
4: in Yes. Yeah, the, the, that shit is fire. That shit what that shit's so expensive. They only gave it to us half price and that right. was still a great discount. Ooh, yes. But right? yeah, no, that's know, amazing. I think it's
1: important to note that Roy walked in to these entities and he made the ask himself for these pieces with that's these fire. student athletes in mind. What
4: they can do
1: what they can become. He doesn't tell the whole story. He doesn't tell that behind-the-scenes work that he puts in. It's important because you put it out there and you say these student-athletes need these things. Help us. And people say yes. And And it that works. That's good. I love that. It does, man. Thank
3: you. Especially when you already know you ain't got a lot of young brothers and stuff that's playing baseball, young sisters that's playing softball. And a lot of that has to do with the fact that they just don't have that exposure anymore, man. Like it's the same thing, like they don't have diamonds. You used to be able to walk around and see cats just mm-hmm. playing pickup on diamonds. You don't see that oh, anymore, bro. man. And and um, that WinVR thing, I I literally, uh, whether we make this show, this makes a show or not, but it's the truth. I literally bought that system for my daughter because the one thing she complains about is the fact that, you know, we and I complain about it, too. You can't go to a batting cage like that's you used it, that
4: to. That is a fucking sojourn. You know what I'm saying? 40 minutes yeah, from wherever work. you are to a batting cage, and it right. doesn't throw strikes. It's janky as shit. Nope. And then there's go-kart yep. exhaust. It is rare that I will sit and come on this podcast and go, that was a good day. Mm-hmm. But you know what? Mm. God damn it, that was a good day in yes. the high school. Yes. That, that's was, what's that was a good day. So hopefully the baseball team will start winning one of them kids will go pro and give me season tickets. <laughs> I, just, I, want <laughs> mm, I gotta get my kid, I kid that's right. get my want get get back. That's all I'm saying. Let's yeah, okay. get down to Cody's you know, most outstanding rent. Rent. employee of the week. We're talking about social justice today and we're focusing on black women's, women's who are out there changing the world for the better. And I want to start with one that's going to be Soon to be, assuming oh, the confirmation yes. hearings go smoothly, we sit oh, on yes. the highest of courts mm. in yes. the country. Yes. Mm. Soon to be confirmed Supreme Court Justice. Put it out. Tundra there. Brown Jackson. Yes. All right I now. the name.
3: All right now. Second blackest <laughs> name since Barack. <laughs> you That's know what I'm saying? I love it. The
4: name alone. The name would have been uh, the only The only way this name would have been blacker is if her name was Judge Katanji Brown Jackson. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh-huh. The reason why I feel like she's our CMO, you know, mm-hmm. not only are we talking about social justice and we're talking about women, but the amount of fuckery that is starting to cut. I, I try not to do politics on this show.
1: Yes. Uh-huh. But the
4: amount of uh-huh. BS that black women have to deal with uh-huh. once they get the job. What well, once they apply mm-hmm. for the job, once it's see Supreme Court justice is a weird job because it's like everybody know you're getting hired and then everybody gets to question whether or not you like it's the most Ridiculous job interview process where everyone gets to second guess you, uh-huh. and normally, as a black woman, yeah. that happens behind closed doors and microaggressions and bullshit really? on Zoom chats. <laughs> behind it closed don't doors? happen. On, Damn, JG. It, it don't happen on C span. <laughs> is my point. <laughs> right. Right. This judge is going to have to sit down on television and be asked the most ignorant ass questions by people who, who are politically motivated. Don't want her on the bench. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And she's going to have to deal with a lot of bullshit for that. Mm. And it's not right. But I know you will persevere, Judge. Mm-hmm. So proud. And putting up with the forthcoming bullshit that mm-hmm. will be part of your initiation into being an agent mm. of change for hopefully the next five, six, 80 decades.
1: Yes. I hope mm. you
4: live long, Judge. Do some cardio, Judge. Please. Please. You don't. We want just we you. Just a little bit. Just a little. We need bit. you, nut judge. Right. Go on, switch over to the shitty oatmeal yes. that ain't got no flavor, like I did. None. Still cut. None.
0: Oh.
4: That mm. shit is awful, but it's healthy. For that Horrible. judge, Katanga Brown Jackson. Mmm. <laughs> <laughs> you are Cody's most outstanding employee of the week. Congratulations. Yes.
1: Representation matters. Respect.
4: Worse than first time. Well, we invite you to job fair listener, to be a part of this program roy's job fair at gmail.com i forget to plug the show from time to time people still find us on the various social media dms but we talking about justice we talking about change and when we talk about women's women's be leading the charge of change okay. Now, JG. I understand we have, so I don't know why I got into my past divorce just then. I understand, now Jacqueline. I understand we got somebody on the phone that's talking about change and they doing stuff to change. Who is on this phone that's a women's that's trying to change thing?
1: We're talking to Naira Jordan, and she works with a social impact investment director, is what she is, for an American family insurance company. While at the company, she has pioneered fair chance hiring for people with criminal records and push the American mm. family insurance to eliminate any questions related to having a criminal record for their job applicants. Oh, there's more. Mm. Block, she, the yes, block the box. Block the mm-hmm. box. She joins us today to share a bit about her social impact work and shed light on the challenges recently incarcerated people face around employment and what corporations can do about it. Hey, Lyra. Hey, y'all. How y'all doing?
4: When people are doing work that I consider to be selfless, I am very curious as to the thing that drove them to that specific, especially when we talk about incarceration. I, you know, myself, I stole a lot of jeans in my teenage years, <laughs> did a couple years of probation because of it. And that literally changed the entire trajectory of my life. And part of what helped me was having people who did not see me as some sort of career criminal, but as a kid who made a mistake, who was still, pop, who was still had the opportunity and the, and the chance to turn his life around. And that's kind of been my ministry, a little bit more from the probation and reform side. Yours is from the employment sector. How did you land in this space and go, yes, this is the thing I want to do.
7: Yeah, thank you so much for having me today and for asking that question. So, with American Family Insurance, we've, uh, for those that don't know, we are a Midwest based insurance company that operates across the country and life, Mm -hmm. you know, property casualty life insurance company. And we've been engaged in our communities for quite a while. But in 2018, you know, we had leadership that started to take a look to say, you know, we're, we're putting a lot of dollars through our foundation into our communities, but we're still seeing disparities. And mm-hmm. so at that time, we were starting to think about how can we look differently at communities. And so I was asked to be a part of a small team that started to brainstorm and ideate on what can we do differently as a company and what issues are plaguing our communities, underserved communities, black and brown communities. I have mm. individuals in my family that have uh, been incarcerated. I talked very publicly internal in my organization as well as um, on panels about lo- my loved one that was incarcerated for over 14 years and to see him mm-hmm. come back to community, co- you know committed to do good, trying to find work, you know, did all the things inside that we want people to do, you know, get college credits, get mm-hmm. an education. and he came out every yep. barrier showed up for him from employment mm. to getting mm. jobs to then having managers not pay him because they're like, you're a felon. What are you going to do? I mean, he hit every wall that you think somebody would hit. To-
4: and then have a probation mm. officer giving you heat because you can't keep a job and the judge exactly. threatens to violate your parole mm. because you can't get a job and keeping a job was part of pr- the terms of your release. And
7: I, and I think that is so key because so many people don't realize that sometimes housing, employment, mm-hmm. all of these, the treatment, sometimes are conditions of your parole. And if you're not able to find employment, if you uh, get a job that downsizes or, you know, lets you go, you only have so much time in certain situations to find employment or you go back to jail. And what? so, it, I mean, seeing all, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. And then like my mm-hmm. loved one was on, for a period of time was on house arrest and at that time we were like oh great he's home but then personally you start to realize that burden of pain for being under house arrest is on that family
1: wait 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 you pay yeah. to be under house arrest yes. oh
4: yeah baby yeah, oh, yeah baby yeah. Well, I, i'm confused yeah. That's fees. tell them about it now yeah
7: if you are under um house arrest you have that that bracelet, as they say, the ankle bracelet, there are fees associated with the equipment of that bracelet. There are fees associated with leveraging your, because the other thing is your phone. You have to have a phone line to attach that technology to it. The topic that a lot of people don't talk about are those individuals that are still under some sort of control, whether it's parole or probation, house arrest, that is still... There, a big deal. for
4: that there, are more, there are more Americans under supervised release. Yeah. The number around 2018 when I last did my research was approaching four, maybe five million. Yeah. The layers of know. this, Naira, God bless you for diving yeah. into this. Because I saw all of that and I was just like, I'm going to just write a TV show about this shit. I can't be helping for real. And if you really <laughs> want to, if anybody too really much.
7: wants to understand the layers, there's a simulation online um, through checker C H E C K R, which is a background check company. They have a simulation on their site that I send people in our organization uh, to as well. I think as the public because it takes you to exactly what we're talking about. It Mm -hmm. walks you through this process of someone that's been released, that's trying to do the right thing. And he's hitting against all of the barriers we're talking about. He's making decisions on, do I catch the bus? Do I go to this um, parole meeting or do I go to this meeting for my job if I don't go here? I may lose the job, but I have to go to my parole. I mean, so there's these every, there's so many decisions that this individual has to make.
4: Maybe my cousin can give me a ride to work. Okay, cool. Let me, what's your cousin's name? Let me run a background job. Oh man, your cousin got arrested six years ago. So he's a convicted felon. So you can't ride with it, but it was six years ago and it was for something completely. Don't matter, you can't even live live in this house. house. Matter of fact, now you gotta move out of your cousin's house. Grandma right.
1: house, that's where everybody is, and now
7: so it not matter.
4: Put, your cousin lived mm-hmm. with your grandma, yeah. and your cousin got a charge.
7: You potentially put grandma at risk because maybe she can't have, depending on where she lives, someone with a criminal background in her home, and so it yeah. really it. does create these situations of almost impossible success for individuals if you don't have you the know, sources or the family structure.
3: Naira, no, I gotta say, I have a a good friend of mine uh went to Tuskegee created a, a game a board game called Life as a Black Man and initially everybody heard the game and thought it was a joke but then when you started playing the game the exact scenarios that we're talking about like you're in college and your cousin gets busted for selling drugs so therefore they take your scholarship because he was at your mama's house and it's related back like stuff like that really happens so I I I really 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 um appreciate the work that you're doing cuz I don't think that a lot of folks understand how complicated this, this shit really, really gets.
4: I remember when I got on probation, I was working at Golden Corral, my probation officer said that I have to do a work verification mm-hmm. visit. And so that's where your PO comes to your job to meet your manager, he has to see you in uniform and see you actually doing the duties that you claim that you're doing. Mm-hmm. And I thought I was gonna lose my job mm-hmm. because of that. I Like I was, mm-hmm. like I, I, like on some, I'm just here to resign. I, I took lunch early uh-huh. when I came in, so I'd be full <laughs> before I left. <laughs> I came in at eight before my shift. I did one of them shits. Mm. And I told Mr. Galloway, I was like, yeah, man, this is deal, blah, blah, blah. My is gonna come back. Oh yeah, no problem, man. That's nine people here. Roy, we're a place of family and family makes mistakes. And the next thing I know, my probation officer walk in to meet with the manager and all these other coworkers, who I had no clue on probation too. Like, man, that's your probation? It was like when your mama, remember when your mama come to school with Roy's mama up here is that your mama man my mama be coming up here sometimes man what you did and this feeling of just being embraced by an employer that did not see me for who I was but for who I could become mm. it's just it's a feeling that I've never forgot but it was has there ever been anybody in your life Naira that made you feel like that or you just want to slap shit up
7: I've had some pretty good ones. I was, I did work for my father for a period of time. He runs a janitorial service, but that's probably another story for another conversation. But I think, um, a job in college that I actually had a boss that I I mean, I was struggling a little bit, just navigating, um, the first, I would say as a college student, professional job, because like I said, my father owned a janitorial service. It was not making Mm -hmm. us rich. Um, and, by any means, but he was he was helping and, and taking care of care of us. And so that was tough work, because um, literally cleaning toilets in, in medical facilities. So I think this job, when I went to college, mm. I thought, okay, this is a real job. And mm. um, I did not feel that I was well equipped to be in that role, but I did have a boss that understood that I was probably a hard worker. And so she took me under a wing and helped me navigate mm. Yeah. Um, the other coworkers helped me navigate just questions to ask. And honestly, it was a, it was like a job in like the college library. Um, but she just made me feel comfortable being, you know, somebody that came from a working class family, being in this new space. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's, that's the one thing that comes, comes to mind. I've had some, some bosses that I, I have definitely walked away from though, that mm-hmm. I've walked away from.
4: Well, well, thank you so much for the work that you do is there any way people can support what you all are doing other than uh, becoming policyholders of American family insurance? Well, yeah. I mean, we always appreciate In addition that. To- so I'm
7: going to have to say that. However, <laughs> you can reach out at amfaminstitute.com, which is where you can find out more about our social advocacy work. And there's a, a link there where you can reach out and, and see how you can help support some of the things we're doing.
1: And Roy, is it possible that Naira could come back one day and talk to us about how to use life insurance to build wealth?
4: Oh, oh, yeah. We need to do, we need, we, you know what? We, we'll put that with the death episode when we bring back dead body soon. <laughs> yeah, that's
3: a no, good
4: idea. No, we're, we're, eventually, yeah. we're okay. going to do a death episode because I want, because you know I want to talk to those funeral home directors funeral home thing. fucking crooks. Yes. You charging $500 to take a casket to of grassy fi- yes oh, to that question you. but we're not going to hold you up anymore naira thank you so much thank, thank you thank for you. what you do yes. thank, you. thank you thank you for being a women's mm. and we appreciate you in this women's history yes. month for helping everybody, because this ain't no black issue, no white issue, this is a crime issue, and you yeah, help. it's mostly black people because they lock up a lot of us more than they do other rich, but all the time. still, you care about everybody, and you as women's, and thank you so much for that.
7: Thank you. You're welcome. Thanks for having me.
4: After the break, the homie Narado, a.k.a. Rod for short, will come on this program and drive it off the tracks of decency <laughs> that we've just been sitting <laughs> on for the last. 10 to 12 minutes is the only way he knows how to do on the road to decency. He is the potholes that you try to swerve around. Um, and then we're going to talk with the um, former judge and talk a little bit more about social justice. This is the job fair social justice edition of Women's Week. <laughs> we tredge on in the deuce deuce. about this
0: song.
4: You better be quiet for I serenade you again. <laughs> My voice can't go that high
0: <laughs> And we're back on Dealing Together, where we help good people who fell for bad deals. First caller?
5: I had to buy three identical sweaters to get the fourth free.
0: Ooh, you got fleeced. Next caller, what's your deal?
3: I paid for 20 tanning sessions, but had to use them in a month. Now I'm orange.
0: Ooh. Course. Our
2: best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade in. ATT connecting changes everything.
3: Offers vary by device, subject to change. S24 Plus 256GB offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See slash Samsung for details.
4: Cooking in the Deuce Deuce. Talking social justice. Big thank you uh, to Dara Jordan, America Family Insurance, man. Helping those, helping those brothers and sisters who was on the inside, back out on the outside, get them a job and not have to check that box.
1: We need a spa sponsor because she deserves two days at a spa just to unwind because the work she does is taxing.
4: If Can't you say argue. so, Jacqueline, sound like you trying to come up on a spot.
1: I was going to. Mm-hmm.
4: Sponsorship or something. I mean, we could just send her a gift card. You trying to get a whole
1: <laughs> <Today's> endorsement deal. <laughs>
4: yes. A gift card. Stop
1: telling you people have, you know what I'm thinking.
4: I, I'm not mad at what you're thinking. I'm trying to get the Chicago Cubs to sponsor the shit. <laughs> 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 we turn our attentions now to a man who has never had to check a box unless the question on that job application was whether or not he banged your woman. Oh my gosh. Which the answer is probably yes. Yep. He is undefeated in pregnancy scares with a lifetime record of 43-0-2. Mm. He is a fan of the New England Patriots, that's the truth, and he was a former Merrill Lynch intern. His mama named him Nerado. you can call him Rob for short. Rob, we talking social justice, how you doing today, brother? Fantastic, go Pats. On the road to good intentions, this segment is the car fire that you see off to the side of the road that's mm. been holding up traffic and gridlock for the last three hours and as you cruise by you take a gander into that burning inferno and pray that there's somebody in there dead to justify you being three hours behind schedule. No! Rod, we'll give you, I I give you the floor, Rod, to give our listeners some topics that they can use to break the ice with co-workers of the opposite race and folks they can't stand. Um, What's going on over
5: there, Um. Well, we got a, a social justice update on the previous story, for, for listeners of all races, um, Jussie Jesse <laughs> mm. The small man. <laughs> 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 the old small meister. He has officially been sentenced to over $100,000 of restitution and 30 months of felony probation. Oh and 150 days in jail.
4: uh, Five months. His family has said that he is dealing with threatening phone calls. His sister, Journey Smolet, has come out in support of him. There's a lot of hashtag free Jesse floating around Twitter. Taraji P. Henson. And I don't know how she connected these dots. Compared it <laughs> Thank you. to Emmett Till.
1: It hurt my heart. Are you serious?
4: Wait, hold, hold, wait, wait. Are you serious? I'm not going to unpack it. Go best. Google it yourself. I don't
3: have the Emmett Till. Time. Yes. I, Emmett, Emmett, Emmett Till was getting subway at three in the morning while
4: he was looking at a white woman. Is Emmett that what happened? Till on? was falsely accused of something, as was Jesse.
1: Love her, but on this, Can't throw we her away. Disagree. That's, her girl, away. That, that's what we I'm saying, disagree. but
5: there's people,
4: but there's yeah. people throwing Taraji away. And I'm well,
5: I'm like, you shouldn't it. throw Taraji P. Henson away, but you okay. also shouldn't be holding on to her either. She's just a fucking actor. She is yeah. done. N- she is, she's, she's on the same <laughs> shit that Jussie Smollett's on. He ain't no damn body. Same with Taraji P. Henson. There ain't no I like don't throw out. She's done so much for black people. She ain't Martin Luther damn king. Fuck her too. Oh my God. She said something crazy. Oh well. Let's just be let's just leave it at that. Nobody well, cares. Great. She ain't done nothing for nobody but herself. This
4: <laughs> is the smoldering wreckage on the side <laughs> of the road. It's a decency.
5: Between the social justice going on with black people and the LGBTQIA community, he put himself out there as a black person that's involved in the LGBTQIA community and got both of them on his side, and he's full of shit. So, yeah, I think his career is absolutely done.
4: (sighs) Well, I, can I mean, tell you and, that. And
5: White people are the people who he pissed off with the money and their lies too. He lied on them. So, yeah, he pissed off everybody he could. And that dude will be working at a Piggly Wiggly soon enough. Not I look pee. forward
4: to your podcast, Jesse Smollett. I think the <laughs> lesson have learned, respectfully, I'm sure to do well.
5: Respectfully. Let's what get him on learned. this show when he gets
3: out. I'm oh, sure no.
1: He, he'll be available. I'm going to be absent that <laughs> day because I couldn't handle So
3: He's going to be know,
4: a, Really, he's going to be doing a podcast from jail. (laughs) Really, Jacqueline? Yeah. It's not like we're booking some sort of assault situation. If you don't sit in my
1: face and lie to me, and I'm supposed to be your friend, I went on social media, I said I stand behind you, and then when it was justified, proven that you are a liar, you will not come clean? No, I
4: don't deal with people like that. See, that's, the that's the he lesson you That's the lesson you learn. You can't, you can't go to bat for anybody. Your friends have to fail on their own. <laughs> if any of y'all got arrested, I'm telling y'all right now, I'm not making no statement for none of you niggas. I, I get me out! I Don't make
1: no statement. Get
4: me out. Um, I don't, I don't know, Jacqueline. You might have did it
5: that either. That's a if problem. I did, that's you ahead. still get me out.
3: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now it he was mightin' to stay in
5: Some murderer or something mm-hmm. Nah, that's that, mm-hmm. that. His career over too. Yeah, I'm, I'm with Roy. <laughs> just, you gotta. Oh, so wait a minute. It's, Y'all it's, wouldn't get me out of jail. Being a being a good friend in these situations works the same way that not snitching does. Not snitching is about how you tell the police everything you have to, so they don't suspect you without putting the blame on a specific other person. And that's the same with your friend in a fucked up situation. Don't come out and defend them. Just be like, yeah, that's my friend. And I don't have nothing else to say about it right now. We just gonna, <laughs> we gonna let this play out before I jump in with a defense. I can deal with that. I can deal with
1: that. But get me out of jail, please.
5: Nah, you gotta, you gotta stay <laughs> in jail. Let's to flip it up, Rod.
4: So yeah, you gotta learn your lesson. Let's flip it up, right? real quick.
5: Oh, no, there's nothing to flip. That one's for <laughs> <laughs> The Justice Smollett story done. is an international <laughs> sensation. It crosses all cultural barriers. Everybody has a stake in this.
4: The podcast is Uncle Rod's Story Corner. You can get it wherever you download this fine acoustical radio presentation. Rod, Thank you. I will leave you to your candy apple energy drinks and vodka, or whatever the fuck else you're mixing over there that don't go together. Don't
5: knock
4: it to you try it. Somebody emailed me about that hypnotic and grape soda. They said it was all right. Yeah. And I appreciate the recommendation.
5: I'm trying to spread it all around the globe. I wouldn't picked us some of them
3: grapes. I went and picked us some of them grapes last week because of ride. The kind so, candy the kind of grapes I ra- ra- wasn't.
4: Hell yeah, they good as hell, too, right? <laughs> 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 good <yeah>. as hell. <laughs> Still ain't got a cure for COVID. You motherfuckers working on candy flavored grapes. This should be a shame. Thank you, Rod. Bye, Rod. Thank you. Bless up, sir. Bless up, Bless him. up. Scam of the week time. And you know what, Jacqueline? I don't what? think we've ever had a guest that is segued better from what we was just talking about with old Jesse. Old Jesse, <laughs> the judge, gave old Jesse 150. 50 days, and we talk about the scam mm. that is the American court system, and with us now on the phone is somebody who is helping to de unscam, to clean it up from the inside, which they say you can't do, but that's a lie, because mm-hmm. she's been doing it. Ugh. <laughs> Sorry for raising my voice. JJ, who do we have on the line?
1: We have Judge Victoria Pratt. And she is a former New Jersey judge turned professor and criminal justice reform advocate. Now, this is
3: part right. too. Yes. Jersey.
1: While on the bench, Judge Pratt adopted the concept of human-centered justice, treating defendants in her courtroom with dignity and understanding. Mm. Yes. Get out of mm. here. Mm, and she has seen firsthand how this approach can impact individuals positively for years to come. Today she'll be sharing how she came to embrace her approach and a few inspiring success stories. Hello, Your Honor.
8: Hello, and thank you so much for having me on the show. I usually say judges don't get invited to many parties, so it's great to be
3: invited to many <laughs>
4: Now, we don't have you for long, but I do. Let, let's just dive right in. You looked at the court system, I would assume, as a lawyer. Were you a defense or were you a prosecutor before you became a judge? Before you took your judgedom? Is that the word? Judgeship? My judgeship. The, so, it's
8: interestingly enough,
4: judginess, enough.
8: <laughs> your magistration <laughs> as well. <laughs>
4: when, All right.
8: Magistration. So <laughs> Big word. Exactly. Let's go. That. I actually worked in the prosecutor's office when I was in law school, but I had never really worked as a prosecutor or defense attorney. I spent a lot of my time serving communities and working in government, and that was before I got on the bench, so it was just a very natural transition that once I got on the bench that I would do that, which was most natural to me, which was seeing the humanity in the people that came before me because Mm -hmm. they were not different than me, you know, what is... What is the saying there? But for the grace of God, go I. And I used to tell people, you know, just treat people the way you would want your mother to be treated mm. in court. And then I realized that a lot of people don't like their mama, oh. and so I had to find <laughs> other ways to treat corruption.
6: Like wow,
8: that's what you would do. And so this idea of treating people with dignity and respect really meant, I mean, I didn't realize that I was practicing this thing called procedural justice until someone Mm. came and said, do you know there's research on this thing that says that when people are treated fairly and with dignity and respect, it increases trust in the justice system. It also increases Mm. compliance with court orders, which means it reduces crime. And so much of what you see in the justice system is thus criminalizing social ills. So I was a municipal court judge, so you see people at But most people see court at that level. So you see people getting a ticket, quality of life ticket for sleeping in public, uh, Mm. smoking in public, Uh uh, drinking in public. Well, if you're homeless, the public is your home. Correct. Mm -hmm. And instead of setting the police on them and then bringing them down to the courthouse where the prosecutor then asked the court to impose a hundred dollar fine or thirty three dollars court costs. I mean, I remember one day. Saying to the prosecutor when she made an offer, I said, Did you notice that the defendant is wearing one shoe? Mm. Like he's got on a shoe. Mm -hmm. And if he had a hundred dollars, if he had five dollars, he might get another shoe or Mm. eat. And so some of it just becomes like we're in this suspended reality as we go through this process of imposing fines and expecting people to pay that we know can't
4: pay. Did your approach to criminal justice leave you ostracized in any way?
8: Absolutely the people come after you. I used to say um, to people and I still say if you're at a job and nobody's talking about you and nobody's making fun of you, you're not working hard enough. Mm. But I believe that we (laughs) all are gifting Mm. to the marketplace, right? So I didn't go there caring about what people were saying Mm because I had made a commitment to myself. I was like, I'm going to have three years to do this job. Cory Booker will probably be like, why is she sending all these people home without getting any money? But thank God he actually was committed to criminal justice reform. Good. And I was in there sending people home, oh, you can't, you lost your job? You can start paying in like six months. Sometimes wow. the judge is really supposed to serve as the stopgap in there. And Sometimes I'd have private attorneys come in mm-hmm. and they would say, oh, he was in with the wrong crowd. My client was in with the wrong crowd. He Bad company. That was the, their famous line. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is a good kid, but he was with bad company. And I'd say to them, you know, that's a funny thing. I only have your client here, but everybody comes in here talking about bad company. When they come mm-hmm. to court, then I'm going to believe that. But what I want you to do is to tell me, has your client got a high school diploma? Mm-hmm. Are they working? Like tell them, those are things that are important because I need to know those things before you tell me to put this guy on probation or whether you tell me before I accept the state's offer. So the state learned that before Judge Pratt accepts an offer, I need to talk to the defendant if they were representing themselves. So what does it mean to you as a judge if you keep giving somebody, you keep smashing people out and you're giving them jail and they keep coming back every 90 days. The idea of offering them alternatives to jail so that the drug addict gets help so that they're not coming through the justice system. We know if you send them to jail for 90 days on the 91st day, they're still a drug addict unless you help them. Mm-hmm. I say all of that to just say the importance of work and why we need to be thinking about what. how do we eradicate poverty? You mm-hmm. want to decrease violence in communities, give people work. Let them be able to take care of their families. Let them be able to show up as full men and full women mm-hmm. again. Yeah. So a lot of work yeah. to be done, but we can do it. Um.
1: I agree. Round of
4: applause. Yes. Oh, yes. We had you oh, yes. oh, de scamming the scamiest scam <laughs> shit next to next to funeral homes. Funeral <laughs> homes still versus the court system. <laughs> Judge Victoria Pratt, we gotta have you back on because you also wrote a book that really breaks us down even more, The Power Mm. of Dignity, which you can pre-order now, but we gonna have you back on before that book come out, Judge. Because we gonna talk about that book and we gonna talk about everything else that you're doing out there. Judge Victoria Pratt, in the interim, thank you so much for for being a part of the job fair. She did this in New Jersey, dog.
3: Like, I am just, wow
1: you know what i wow. forgot to ask her i don't know the protocol but i forgot to ask her can one judge talk about another judge's ruling because then i could have asked her about Justin. Ooh, i just forgot
4: no we're not going oh. to get into that after the <laughs> break <laughs> <laughs> she should have navigated jersey for this long Ooh. you ain't doing that now.
8: oh my god y'all, yeah y'all gonna get me no cells for
5: my books messing around with <laughs>
3: We ain't gonna do it. We We ain't gonna do it. We ain't gonna do it.
4: It's the job fair. We'll be right back.
0: And we're back on Dealing Together, where we help good people who fell for bad deals. First caller
5: I had to buy three identical sweaters to get the fourth
3: free.
0: Course. Our best smartphone deals, your choice of plan.
2: Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade in. AT and ATT, connecting changes everything.
3: Offers vary by device, subject to change. S24 Plus 256 GB offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See slash Samsung for details.
0: What up, everyone? It's Lunchbox from the Bobby Bone Show, and I'm here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer
4: Job fair. We are back and we bring it at home now. Social justice and woke it woke and how to be more better in women's history month. Now you know what we haven't touched on so far this month, what? JG? Being a mother. Being a mother is part of being a women's. Dear. In fact, some people say one of the most important parts of being a women's is how to raise better women, how to it's raise beautiful. more women's. Because mm-hmm. it's one thing to be a good women's, but is you really being a good women's if you ain't bringing up more good women's? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. See, I don't feel like the church with me. We got to raise the offering <laughs> All right now. Bring it back
3: one more time now. They here, you guys.
4: This guest, this guest, you know, in third brought this woman to my attention. We the, the conversation was originally about her daughter. Her daughter Marley, um, back in 2015, decided that she wanted to do a little book drive, get a thousand books together for for, you know, children who need books, but more importantly, books with female protagonists yes. so that young black women could uh. see themselves yes. and then know that the horizon is not your limit. Beast and Third said, we should have this young woman on the show, to which I said, yes, but I'm not sure. Huh? Legally, number one. Fair, fair. And then, and, and you remember Basketball Week when we spoke with the, with the young brother's mother who has been raising this prodigy, when we talk about employment and we talk about preparing our children for the workplace, and we we get silly on here, but that is a very difficult thing to do as a parent, Mm -hmm. to figure out how to foster your children's dreams and to prepare them for a world that hasn't even come to fruition yet. You know what I'm saying? Like, our job as a parent is to prepare our kids for something that we don't even know what the fuck it's gonna be when we get there. And... I love Marley, and I love what she's doing, and I want to make a donation to that whole situation that she's doing. But the mother, her uh, mama, though—that's where my curiosities go, and that's why I wanted this woman on so that she could talk about how to prepare these young women for the future. JG, who is this on on the phone with us?
1: We have Doctor Janice Johnson Diaz, and she is a scholar and an activist whose life work is to develop innovative solutions to the challenges facing the poor, particularly Black mothers and their children. Her work sits at the intersections of sociology, public health, public administration, and social work. Mm. Welcome, doctor.
6: Okay. Hello. What
3: up?
6: I am so So happy to be here. First of all, thank you for the intro. But the intro, thoughts and ideas, I really like that. Thank you very much. Um, You know, these issues are important to me.
4: Your book is Parent Like It Matters, How to Raise Joyful Change-Making Girls. Mm. Talk to me about the the ideation of that. When When you started with this book, what were some of the tenements? What was the spine? What were the tenements of how to raise joyful, change-making girls? Like, yeah. what were the things that you thought, okay, I need to talk about this. I need to touch on this. I need to discuss this.
6: So my daughter is the reason I wrote this book. My daughter's a bully. Um, what? And she, she, she wrote a book when she was 12, published by Scholastic, Marley Dyes gets it done, and so can you. And she turned around and looked at me and was like, "So, what you doing?" Oh, I was like, "Wow,
4: I'm keeping the so heat this- on. That's what I'm doing." <laughs> Boy, I wish Henry would look, keep look, going. Bro, I'm that. trying to tell sorry, you, <laughs> talk
3: slow because I got a daughter. So I, this is all just pinging to me. So please, just yes. mm, give it to them.
6: So she was 12 <laughs> when she got her book deal, and she opted to actually write the book, which was its own thing. And so she says to me, he said, so people come to me and they say, how will you like this? And I can only explain what I know now, right? Kids get long-term memory after five, hmm. but you know what you did. So you need to write a book to explain what you did, why you did what you did. Wow. So that's the, that's the. That's the foundation. So Marley is the youngest person on third on Forbes 30 under 30. No. She also has a netflix show where she's executive producer called Bookmarks Celebrating Black Voices and she has been the person who introduces the first ladies and interview Hillary Clinton, Michelle Obama, etc, right? So she has like her own just, acclaim. Just yes. etc.
4: Ava DuVernay, she's been in conversation yes. with Ava <laughs>
6: And she, yeah. she had her own magazine. Elle magazine gave her an online magazine where she could executive produce and create. So like, so she's just like, yo, what's your come up lady? Right, like, what you got? <laughs> um,
4: <laughs> that is a bully. So it forced you to look inward in yourself and go, well, damn, what did I do
6: what did I, to make this full 30 it, under 30? Right, so I, have a lot of issue with how people who are activists are they're usually grumpy fat ugly you know like a whole series of things that are just really not enticing why are you, you going in on activists? activists like
3: Yo, yo, she went in so hard her accent flipped b you heard that right like it was real clear right. all the time it was like right. and the man be on the yard
4: activists <laughs> how you want one march when your shirt too tight boy you're not ready for cardio <laughs>
6: I am in Jamaica, so I'm fair enough. But like, right? So, so part of the issue is like, would you want to follow and celebrate a person who really just doesn't embody it? So mm. the book is about if you want to tra- a joyful change, you have to be a joyful change person.
1: I just want to know, and this is so personal, but can I come and sit down and cook with you one day? I'm just asking for
6: real, for real. I mean you can come and sit down and you can cook. I mean, can't talk to you. Okay. <laughs> <The whole night.
3: laughs> like raising girls is really difficult. And I think even if they're not, you know, um what's the word I'm looking for here? Bullies. Yeah. Okay, yeah. That's it. Even if they're not bullies, they still bullies, right? Kinda. But like, is I don't know.
6: <laughs> like uh, uh, I think I can help you, you here. Well, right. So I think black girls who are smart are brazen. They're brazen. Nerd. And that brazenness is an acquired taste. I never want to quit, but there is a high likelihood for every day my daughter is in my house that I increase my chances of wearing orange all the time. <laughs> <laughs> right? just, just, like every to the day, camera. right? <laughs> every day I get closer. Mm. So I explain it this way. So my daughter, often ask, how come we didn't um, give our beatings or spankings, right? Mm -hmm. I am 5'10". My husband is 6'3". It didn't make sense to hit such a very small person, Mm -hmm. but now my daughter is Mm 5'11". Shit's changed. Shit's changed.
4: Straight J.
6: Right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, the playing field is different now, Mm -hmm. and so I tried to explain that to her, Which she doesn't, because she only knows nice people. She's never met Janice. She's never met Scott. She's only met mom and dad. Fuck around, though, is that she's now 17. She could meet these people that are Janice (laughs) and Scott. There it is. But the way that she has avoided meeting those people is precisely because of the thing I just Mm. said, which is... Because we're so actively engaged in doing things that make our lives joyful, like we just turn her the fuck down. Mm. And I think one of the things that we have to be mindful of around black girls, especially you as a dad, is that that brazenness is often crushed in the world.
3: so true.
6: And what we want them to use is, again, direct that brazen energy to the right source. Mm. The home should feel like the place where you have the most liberties because the world Mm. is so deeply unjust to black girls and to black women, to black people by and large. Mm. So the home has to be the place where freedom reigns. Mm.
4: And that is why she has a special congressional (laughs) honor for her studies on black girls, mental, sexual, and physical health. Before we get you out of here, I'm very curious about this part of your work that you've been able to sit down with a lot of state and local educational departments and city officials to figure out, like, like you did a study, I think, was it in Newark? Yep. Was it Newark where you all are breaking down basically. All right, look, this neighborhood ain't safe. The shit is stressful. Let's see how that stress translates into other aspects of a young girl's life Mm. and keeps them from behaving in certain ways. And, you know, we always talk, you know, at the daily show, we talk about how violence is a, public health issue like it's not some thing to be legislative like it affects you the same as cholesterol and blood sugar and all of that other shit have there have you sat down with other city governments you don't have to name them have you as a Jim? black woman gone into any of these other municipalities with all of this fucking data and they say get your ass out of here Jamaican lady and go eat a plantain No, they have not,
6: because the bigotry is real. Mm -hmm. So we have decided that some people can be heard. Mm -hmm. If you have a PhD, they have decided that your voice matters Mm -hmm. more than the person without a PhD. Uh... And a part of what sometimes I don't allow people to even know, because knowledge, information about people's lives, all those things. Bob Marley said, "He, he who feels it knows it. Those people, what they know to be true is not often understood in those spaces. So I I sit as the connector between the people, right, and the Mm -hmm. research in order to translate it to these people because they can hear me. They cannot hear Keisha and them.
4: I'm looking at your statistics here, and I'm just not sure if the, I see the correlation between <laughs> between murder and young black girls' grades. Uh, why don't you get the fuck out of my office, woman? <laughs> that? Yes, yeah. yeah. that's, that?
6: that's me. It's literally what I do. So I've worked with eight municipalities in general. Nice. And those... Those folks, including the U.S. Conference of Mayors, those folks begin to understand because I am happy to use polysyllabic words in order to explain, and I'm also happy to use profanity. Happy. Come, oh, get okay. Any one of them you want. I'm happy to give you. You want to test the champion
3: sound? You, you want to test the rocket launcher? <laughs> I'm of for fun. Let them know, Janice. I'm up for fun. <laughs> exactly. Word up. You are rump. You are rump. <laughs> I'm ready. <laughs>
4: Well, the book is Parent Like It Matters How to Raise Joyful, Change Making Girls, Dr. Janice Johnson Diaz. Your daughter's website, Marley Diaz, Marley Like Bob, D I A S dot com, Marley Diaz dot com. Read up on this wonderful young woman and everything that she's doing as well. She is women's, her mama is women's, yes. and we thank you for being a thank part you. of another Women's Week, Dr. Johnson Diaz.
6: Thank you so much for having me. It's been my absolute pleasure. That's the
4: show. Roy's Job Fair is a product of Paramount, iHeartRadio, South Park and Princeton Productions, and Comedy Central. Thank you to all of these wonderful guests. This was this was a very good redemptive episode, JG. Redemptive you know, we talked about making sure that Yeah, because you know, sometimes we go off the road Like what I'm saying is this episode gives us the equity. To do at least two to three indecent episodes.
3: Absolutely indecent. (laughs) Absolutely indecent.
4: (laughs) The former judge who adjudicates education instead of prison sentences. Mm. We have a woman at an insurance company who is doing her part to hire returning citizens and put programs in place so that they can get reacclimated to the world. And we have another woman talking about ways to raise women. Oh, we can do an ignorant episode. (laughs) <laughs> I might, yeah. oh, shit! I might have three pimps on the show uh, in a couple of months. Mm. Uh, might be a no. mm.
3: That's scam, job fair, and and um, worst of first. What was your worst of first pimping experience?
4: <laughs> what I'm saying is, JG, is that we have earned the behavioral equity to misbehave.
1: Mm, maybe behavioral we need to take that to the judge equity. at the highest court of the land soon to be. But I'm gonna leave that alone.
4: Yeah. Okay, that's fine. Well, as always, we're gonna end with the full version of (laughs) soon to be Grammy winning song titled "What's That Smell." What's that smell?
1: Have you seen the emails though, where people are calling themselves women's?
4: (laughs) Yes, yes, as they should with an I. The only reason I, I don't spell these episodes <laughs> is women's with a I's because I know people will search for it, spelling it the regular way. So oh. I'm just, you know, search engine optimization. So gotcha. that's the show. Thank we'll do it again next week. Yes. Yeah. Ooh, ooh,
0: ooh, what's that smell? What's that smell?
4: Yeah. For ladies. It's the smell of the smell, the smell of a woman, she's overcoming Capable of anything, taking her dreams and running Smell, the smell of enhancing social circles Smell of success, even though she's climbing hurdles Pay gap, passive aggression, sexual harassment maternity leave, then men sit back and ask you, Why you smile, Man, it's crazy So this week we celebrate you, we erasing the erasure Come on baby, what's your cash up? What's your Venmo? What's the best way to contribute to your cash flow? Money or a direct deposit, I'll send you something Just one small question while I got you Baby can I sniff your seat cushion for twenty dollars? Can I sniff your seat cushion for twenty dollars? Yes, she's a and yes, she's a and yes, she's a W I M M. WI in of success, the smell of success, the smell of success, It's smell success, the smell of success, the smell of success, the smell of success. Smoke success, smoke success. Can I get just a will? of oh, the place you used to sit? I'm trying to be successful too. Baby, you got the secret. Baby! $20, $20. <laughs> $20, $20. I,
5: just
4: said, I see, baby. Jackson. Jackson, two Hamilton, four Lincolns. One Jackson, two Hamilton, four Lincolns. One Jackson, two Hamilton, four Lincolns. One Lincoln. This has been a Comedy Central podcast.